Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And she actually waited for my okay to go this time. (laughs) Did you give me the okay to go? I looked at you and then you started. I like got all ready to go and then I like looked up at you and you went click and started. So completely unintentional apparently. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. 100% unintentional. Damn it. I thought I was getting um, some respect on this podcast for once. Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job as a younger sister, right? Yeah. To never give me respect. It's um, fine. Anyway, welcome back. We hope you had a great week. Oh my gosh. I'm done with school now. Yep. Woohoo. That's crazy. I have like a week off and then I start summer school. Cool. But that's only like... What, a month? And then y- you go to like uh, July. Yeah, it goes to the end of July... We have the week off for what? Am I too bright for you? She's put her shades on. Um, we have the week off for the fourth because people don't show up anyways. Mm. And then it's only until like noon, I think. It's like 8 a.m. to noon. Every day. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not bad. No, it really isn't. I've done summer school before. I really don't mind it. Yeah. I did it as a volunteer that time because I did it with Jackie. So shout out Jackie. Hi. I don't know. If she. I think she listens. I don't know. So, yeah, that'll be, I'm with, I'll be with preschoolers, which I'm not with preschoolers right now, so I'm sure I will have. I'm confused. They do preschool, summer school now? Yeah. How do you fail regular school and have to do summer it's not, school? It's not failing. Oh. It's just, like, if they need a little bit of extra academic support and, like, just aren't where we need them to be or would like them to be so honestly a lot of these kids are getting recommendations because of covid because during covid they just didn't get that social and that like like you have to do the work kind of is summer school like like if you get if they're like you should do summer school is it like a suggestion or is it like no you have to do summer school? it's a suggestion parents can turn it down i'm surprised that a lot of parents don't turn it down some do some do but I feel like not being a parent obviously I feel like that would be doing your child a disservice and if you are a parent that needs to utilize daycare you're cutting down on your daycare costs because now they're at school for half the day yeah and they get lunch at school so if you need help with getting your child lunch now we have in minnesota at least we'll have the free lunches starting i don't know if that starts for summer school or not but it starts next year for sure so cool i think there's a lot of benefits to doing summer school and like you said it's only a month and it's only half days so we'll see i know a couple of, of my normal kiddos are are doing it but not all of them Fun, fun, fun. I will be working in nine to five like I always do. <laughs> but on your birthday, you get the day off. So that's nice. Yeah. In November. <laughs> one of the one of the perks. Hey, I thought it was real sweet. Mom took the day off with you last year and you guys went shopping and hung out. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah, I don't think she'll be doing that this year, but that's was okay. It, was it not as fun as? No, it's because that's when we have our, well, the week before we have our Disney trip. Oh, that's right. So I just don't think she'll take another day. Yeah, no. Which that, I understand. Yeah, that so, would be weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I forgot cool. it was that close to your birthday. Jeez. 
Yeah, I have like... Because it's like the 18th. We get back the 18th, don't we? Yeah, and we have... We leave the day after Veterans Day, Mm -hmm. which I have off. I have that whole week off. And then I have my birthday off the Monday we get back. Then I work Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I didn't even realize we had it that way until like I was looking at my work schedule. Wow, you got real lucky, buddy. Yeah, November's going to be a good month. Yeah, you're going to be like... Well, because you get PTO, right? Yeah. Okay. I only get, I get like a smidgen of PTO. I don't get I don't get that much. Yeah. So I get sick time, but that's kind of it. And I can't take that for vacation. <laughs> They'd be like, "Ma'am, you're in Disney. You can't take that." So. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Um. Okay. Well. Um. I always say I feel like mine are really long. So I'm not going to give you a time frame because I don't know how long this one's going to be. That's fine. We're usually wrong anyway. It, we are. I'm always like, this is going to be so long. That is like 31 minutes or 28 minutes. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, okay. So I do have a couple different stories in mind. And then I have a chunk of facts to start us off. Um, I am going to give you a warning. The last one is kind of terrible. Um, there's parts of it that were not fun to research not as bad as my serial killer of children who was that that i did was that guy i don't remember his name Girl, specific i know <laughs> that guy yeah um i don't know like i'm not i don't have a very good brain. the clown guy john wayne gacy oh there we go i did him that one was really hard i really hated that one so um okay here we go. So I am going to be talking about murdered and missing indigenous women. Oh. Yeah. So not like a fun subject. That's for sure. Not a cryptid. Those are fun. But the so I'm going to start with some facts and then we're going to get into some stories. So the murder rate of indigenous women is 10 times the national average, which is honestly like astonishing um the uh 94 percent of indigenous women will experience some sort of sexual abuse in their lifetimes which for um non-indigenous women it's one out of five or three out of five so i don't i don't know what that or no one out of five i was right the first time so I don't know what a fifth is in percentages because I don't do math. So less than 25%. Murder is the third leading cause of death for indigenous women. According to nativehope.org, May 5th is the official MMIW, which is Murdered Missing Indigenous Women Day, to bring attention to the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women. People hold rallies and wear red in honor of those missing or murdered. Often the symbol for MMIW is a red handprint over the mouth, which I'm sure you have seen, you know, like the, because they're on like the license plates. Yeah, I, I remember stuff. from the license plates. Yeah, so that's kind of like the symbol of it. Um, and those li- those license plates are, are so cool. Yeah. I don't know if we can get those as non-Indigenous people, but I would pay extra to have one of those because I think that it's a really good cause to support something to look into 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know when my plates are up next. I, I think it's either. a couple years, but anyways, um, February 14th is MMIW Nas- National Day of Action and Awareness. On this day, activist groups organize women memori- women's memorial marches around the country. Um, this is more geared t- towards um, Canada. That one, the 14th is. Um, and it's... Uh, the marches are to protest class disparity, racism, inequity, and violence against Native Americans. The largest march takes place in Vancouver, British Columbia, and has become a central point in the fight against missing and murdered and missing Indigenous women. Um, and when I say Native Americans, that's what their website said. Okay. So I hope that's okay for me to do. I don't know if i should not please let me know but please do so kindly because it's coming from a place of like i'm just reading what literally um nativehope.org i just copied and pasted that right out of there um and then the there are two big acts that have been recently signed the savannah act was signed into law here in the united states on October 10th, 2022, the Savannah Act is, quote, designed to improve murdered and missing indigenous women data collection, access, and directs the Department of Justice to review, revise, and re- and develop laws. And inf- Sorry. It directs the Department of Justice to review, revise, and develop law enforcement and justice protocols to address missing and murdered indigenous people. And that is according to NIWRC.org. And then this also part came from them too. The Not Invisible Act, quote, complements Savannah's act with its purpose to identify and combat violent crime against Indians or within Indian lands through the creation of an advisory committee on reducing violent crime against Native people, end quote. So that committee is made up of law enforcement, tribal elders, service partners, federal officers, and survivors of violence. This act covers missing, murdered, and trafficked indigenous people. So even for indigenous men, the rates of violence are are higher. Definitely nowhere near as high as it is for women, which is why a lot of the focus is more on indigenous women so that's why it's indigenous peoples in that part um because they're doing both Mm -hmm. so um i'm gonna get into some a couple of stories i have one two three i have four i think maybe five i have five so the first one is ray elaine turlot on october 15th 1989 ray went missing She was 19 years old and had a young daughter. On the 15th, she was seen by several people attending a birthday party on the Menominee Indian Reservation in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. where she was a registered member of the Menominee Indian tribe. After the party ended, it was reported that Ray was seen in the company of two people in a car. It is unclear who those people were. She was then seen getting out of the car at a place called Tomorrow Overlook. That was the last time that Ray was seen alive. On April 9th, 
1989, her remains were found and her case is still unsolved. Um, Most of these have rewards attached to them, um, which I found kind of interesting because that doesn't happen a lot who i wonder who puts the rewards out i'm wondering if it's maybe the tribe yeah oh that's a good point because she was a registered member of the tribe so but i i don't know that for sure so um in all of my sources which i do put in the notes if if i can get them sometimes emily's don't transfer over right so then i don't put them in there but we always say them so yeah mine are always in the end of the note or of the yeah yeah um description so if you are interested listeners you can go and like read about these and and there's a phone number and all of them i didn't write all the phone numbers down because i was like it if if people know or have any helpful hints hopefully they will have already done something about it but who knows so the next one I have is Nevaeh Kingbird. And actually, this is the one that started it off for me because if you listen to Missing in America, um, that's the Dateline like offshoot. Yeah. I, they have had two episodes come out. Oh, they have? Yeah, for season two. Because did we just talk about this? How yeah. we were like, it, we liked it so much and then and all then of a sudden just it just stopped. stopped. Yeah, so they've had two come out recently. Oh, sweet. And this one was covered by them. So I did listen to it. Um, I didn't take a ton of information from there. Because it was a whole, like, 45-minute episode on her. And I was like, I'm not going to regurgitate everything that they said. Yeah. Um, but if you want a more in-depth on Nevaeh... Sorry, Sirius is just staring at me. Like, into my soul. Um, so if you want more information on Nevaeh's case, like, definitely go listen to that. Because it's going to have a lot more information than I do. So Nevaeh was a 15-year-old who was living with her mom in Bemidji, Minnesota. So, as I mentioned in the last case, that or the last episode that Emily did, I did go to school up there, so that kind of was kind of jarring for me. Well, um, let's just say this. What? It's a Minnesota case, and I've never heard of it. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, so, she had told, Nevaeh had told her mom that she was going to a movie with some friends, but she was actually throwing a party at her mom's house. When her mom found out that Nevaeh was throwing the party, she headed home from work and confronted her. She found several teenagers that she didn't know were drinking in her house, so she went back outside. Uh, she In the episode, she talks about more about like why she went back outside. Um, but she goes outside, and she does end up calling the police from her truck, which is like such a baller move. Like, good for you, Mom, to, like... Because more was going on, and, like, one of the girls was, like, threatening the mom and another kid looked like they were passed out on the floor and like good for this mom for being like this is not okay i have to call the police i have to get help you know like rather than being like oh it's fine they're just drunk at my house so and like yeah anyways um i lost my spot sorry so when the police come, they and Nevaeh's mom are informed that she had taken off jumping out the window with a couple of other friends. Uh, the other teens that were still at the house said that it was two girls that took off together. So it was Nevaeh and a friend. And they headed to a trailer park where another friend of theirs lived. They were asked to leave by their friend's dad. So once again, the two climbed out a window, but then they split up. Their friend later found their phones in his room 
they were like found between his bed and the wall so it's like they had climbed in and it had like fallen out of a pocket or whatever or when they were climbing out of the windows whatever uh this was the last time that anyone had seen nevaeh since she was reported as a runaway on the night of her disappearance her family thinks that the police did not start working on her case until it was too late Novea did have a history of running away, but she always came back, and she never lost complete touch with her family, especially her two younger sisters. And, again, for me, like, the the reporting someone missing, I don't care if she's reported miss or, like, as a runaway. She's 15. Yeah. And it's October in fucking Bemidji. Yeah. October in Bemidji can get to freezing. Easy. Like, that's when it starts getting really shitty and nobody wants to be outside anymore. So, like, the fact that she was a runaway do- shouldn't matter. But unfortunately, it does. All right. So, police and Nevaeh's family have s- conducted several searches using canines, drones, and have searched nearly 500 acres as of October 2022, which was a year after her disappearance. She has a pretty name. I know. It's heaven backwards. Oh, yeah. So far, Nevaeh has not been found. So. Bummer. That's. Her family is still holding out hope, and her her uncle is, like, bound and determined to find her. Good. And, like, n- not that the rest of her family isn't, but he's like, this is what I am doing with my time until I find her. Yeah. And, like, he was the one that was organizing everything because he was, I want to say, like, a former firefighter or something like that. So he's, like, done searches before, so he's been really, like, instrumental in organizing things like that, and he just seems like a really, a really wonderful man. So yeah. I, I hope for the best. Me too. Because, you know, no body's been found, but fingers crossed. Um, okay, the next one is Olivia Lone Bear. Olivia was a 32-year-old woman and mother of five she went missing from Sportsman Bar uh, on October 24th, 2017. So some of these are pretty recent. Yeah. Um, and then I thought I wrote it down, but apparently I didn't. This this one was, nor- I believe, North Dakota because I think the next one is South Dakota. So... Um, Sorry, I keep losing my spot because I have so much written. She was last spotted driving her teal truck after leaving the bar. Her brother said that it appeared that Olivia had gone home because at her house they found her wallet, cell phone, and some clothing that her family knew she'd been wearing on that last night out. But her car was not there? Correct. Um, two days after she went missing, or two days after she had last been seen, so on the 26th, Olivia's family reported her missing. On July 27th, uh, 2018, Olivia's truck was found submerged in Fort Berthold Reservation. Sadly, Olivia's body was found inside the truck. She was buckled into the passenger side. An autopsy was done and her cause of death was ruled as undetermined, which is weird because you'd think that if she'd be, if she'd drowned, it would be fairly obvious. Right. The only thing I can think of is maybe that there was too much time between when she went missing and when her body was found because that's it was like eight months. Yeah. And I'm sure in the spring, a lake is very active. 
so not to be crass but we don't really know how much of her body was actually left you know what i mean yeah so i don't know i don't know why they well, can't the determine. fact that she was in her passenger the passenger seat is weird it's weird right own yeah so um and that's one of the reasons that foul play has not been rolled out in olivia's case is because it just seems suspicious that she was found in the passenger seat rather than the driver's seat so like and and that she was buckled in yeah because clearly I could someone see, else was in that car yeah because i could see like if my car was submerged and something i couldn't get the driver's side open maybe i would try and go to the passenger side or maybe i try to go to the back or you know you're gonna try and get out no matter what you're gonna you're gonna try and survive so but for her to still be buckled that's the weird part to me yeah so i don't know all right monica l burser wickery is my next one monica was last seen outside of a bar a bar called the body shop in aberdeen south dakota on april 7th 1993 fun fact i was in aberdeen over memorial day weekend and it's it's a college town yeah for sure yeah um i would say not quite a duluth a little bit smaller feeling so but i mean definitely bigger than like a small town if that yeah no i get it okay The last time she was seen, Mona, as she was known to friends, was to be leaving the bar with a couple that she knew and a man that she did not. It took two weeks for Mona to be reported missing, which police say causes problems for the investigation because it's a huge gap in time that they could have been tracing her last steps, especially in 1993, because it's not like you have a GPS unit in your pocket. Right. You know? Yeah. On June 16th, 1993, Monica's body was found in a canoe. Her body was so badly decomposed that dental records had to be used to identify her. The police are treating her death as a homicide, and it is still unsolved. Even after almost 29 years, her family is still hoping for answers. When you say canoe, like, not in the water, right? In the water? Yeah. Some people found it, like, they were boating, and they, like came across it and weird yeah isn't that super weird yeah especially because she went missing in april and like april's especially in the northern states which i would consider south dakota fairly northern because that aberdeen is on the north side right, of south yeah. dakota yeah a lot of times you still have snow and ice, ice in april so like you would think that you would notice i'm assuming though it was probably on a river not a lake yeah i don't i don't know it didn't say I was, because I was envisioning, like, in a bunch of weeds, like, in the cattails of yeah. a lake. I'm envisioning a river, but... Okay. Who knows? Yeah, we don't, we don't know, so... All right, Savannah LaFontaine Greywind is my final one. Savannah, the mother of a five-year-old daughter, who was also eight months pregnant at the time of her disappearance, went missing on August 19th, 2017. The last place Savannah was known to be was her apartment in Fargo, North Dakota. Savannah's body was found five days later in the Red River. Her oldest daughter was found to be with an upstairs neighbor named Brooke Cruz. 
three days before Savannah's body was found. So police were like, why is this child with you? And she's like, mm. hmm. um, oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm sorry. Not her older daughter, her younger daughter. Okay. So she told police that Savannah had come to her apartment, but she didn't know where Savannah had gone. According to, so, after she's been arrested, because Brooke does get arrested, she testifies against William in his trial. Okay. Okay. So, this is all after she's been arrested. Okay. So, according to Brooke, she and her estranged, almost estranged partner, like, they were still living together, but things were not good, um, William Hohen, they had killed Savannah in together in order to get her baby brooke said that she wanted the baby to help her repair her relationship with william during william's trial brooke admitted that she had lied to william about being pregnant because that's what he she thought he wanted she testified that during an argument william had told her he knew she was not pregnant and that he had told people so that she was so she better produce a baby he did not care how yikes she also said that he mentioned, quote, that Greywind girl is really pregnant, end quote. And Brooke took that to mean that he wanted Savannah's baby. Brooke then invited Savannah upstairs to help with a sewing project. She claimed that she shoved Savannah and Savannah had hit her head on the sink. Then Brooke took a blade similar to a box cutter and cut the baby out of Savannah's body Ugh. while she drifted in and out of consciousness. No. I told you this one was terrible. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. So Brooke testified that William had come back to the apartment to find her with Savannah and the baby on the floor of the bathroom and that she had asked him to help her. He basically was like, is she dead? And she was like, I don't know. And so William took a rope and tied it around Savannah's neck and strangled her he then very callously said if she wasn't before she is now the coroner testified that he could not tell if savannah had died from strangulation or blood loss police had been told by savannah's parents that the last place they knew savannah had been was in brooke's apartment police searched the apartment that day that she'd gone missing um but did not find her or the baby when they were both in the apartment. What? Yeah. So apparently Savannah's body was hidden in a closet in the bathroom. And the baby was like under a blanket sitting next to William. So like he was like sitting on the couch and there's like a blanket or something next to him. And that's where the baby was. And the police just didn't find them. So I don't know how well they looked or if they actually like came in and searched the apartment. But that's what it sounded like. That's very sad and honestly kind of disturbing because like how did you miss something and if the coroner can't even tell if it was death because of blood loss or that was my big thing like right like was she in the bathtub and they rinsed out the bathtub but that's not what it sounded like either yeah in the articles it sounded like she was just on the floor yeah so the couple um then emptied out a dresser like, they hollowed it out and put Savannah's body inside before getting rid of the dresser. Hazley Joe, Savannah's daughter, did survive the ordeal and lives with her father. And so that's who the Savannah Act is named after. Okay. 
so that is awful super disturbing yeah um i would not no i'm not gonna say it never mind okay (laughs) um and that is the last of my stories i have quite a few sources obviously because of how this episode was set up so i have fbi.gov bemidji pioneer.com missing in america podcast uh com, uncovered.com nbcnews.com people.com www.niwrc.org which is uh, national indigenous women resource center so if you're looking to donate money anywhere that would be a good place to go as well as um, nativehope.org so they're they're both taking donations very important topic i feel like yeah and it, so, it's one I'm that glad you did it it's one that has been like on my list for a while but it was like okay i can this is a good time for me to do this one yeah so cool good good job Thanks. um our socials are mw madness podcasts on instagram and gmail and our facebook is midwest madness podcast group on facebook yes um other than that we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will be talking to you next tuesday bye bye